Hey everybody, welcome to the Web Cave. I'm Dan Hunter. I'm here with Bobo. How you doing, Bobby? In the new in the new year. I'm enjoying myself. I guess starting off the year shitty, just like last year. All right. We're here to talk about the end of a pretty perfect event so far. Well, not perfect, but we've had our ups and downs. Dark Crisis. Dark Crisis. I have one little footnote to add before we get started. What? I would just like the world to know that you want Black Canary to canary cry into your asshole. As every man should. (laughs) Every man should. (laughs) All right, you want to get into it? Black Canary has a dead... You'd let Red Canary do whatever to your asshole. Fuck Red Canary. You would. She can make me a sandwich and give me some orange juice after I'm done laying the pipe on Black Canary. Black Canary wouldn't want anything to do with you. She likes Oliver. Fuck Oliver. I'll grow long blonde hair and grow a goatee. You don't know the difference. That goes literally against all your genetics. <laughs> goes against your fucking genetics too, man. What are you talking about? Okay. Uh, Dark Crisis just ended, and uh, it, it was a pretty big event that's setting up new stuff. We're going into Lazarus Planet, so we got a lot to talk about there. Also, the Spider-Man: The Lost Hunt uh, issue two came out. We're going to be talking about Z- this, uh, Chip Zdarsky, however you pronounce his last name. His uh, his Batman run with Failsafe that just finished up, the uh, first arc did, and I was going into a new one that you got a week early, which is dope. Okay. Pretty good. So, got a lot of comics to talk about this week. We do. You want to get into it? Let's start with Spidey. What did you think of the Lost Hunt? Uh, it was. I thought it was a lot better than the first one. A lot more action packed, and we get to learn a lot more about. Um, <clears throat> I'm still unsure whether or not this is Craven's son or Craven's grandson. I'm pretty sure it's his grandson. Yeah. Do a little more action with him and we see some more development with uh Pete and Mary Jane's relationship. I thought it was a pretty good one. I think this series is really is gonna be pretty good. It is so far for sure. Yeah. I think so. I've enjoyed it. I really have. And like That's what, Pete it's, feels it's like I I don't know. I think so. I don't think it's part of continuity. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. I like an older Peter and Mary Jane going through shit. Uh, This new kind of villain that's uh, related to Craven, that Gregory or whatever, Gregor, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I think he's his grandson. So he's pretty cool so far. He's fucking Peter up. Peter doesn't really know what's going on. I think it's a pretty good dark Spider-Man series that's playing on quite a few, uh, you know, emotional themes and really getting to the heart of what Spider-Man is. So I'm enjoying it so far. I think it's a good read. 
Did you like the twist of how the villain's mother is the one at the end to save Peter? Yeah, that was nuts. That was a damn good twist. It's a pretty good series. Her artwork's good. Yeah. I like it so far. And I wish it was like a bi-weekly series, not monthly. Me too. Uh, I think it's good, though. I think it's badass what they're doing with it. Uh, From what I've kind of been reading of the newer stuff, this has been one of the best things with Spider-Man attached to it so far. Not like of all time, obviously, but right now. What's going on? Like, I, I like the dark web ship. But uh, maybe I just got to get more into it. But I've I've enjoyed this a lot. Yeah, it's not bad. I like it. I I wouldn't have to agree. I've read some of the dark web stuff, and it is seem seems pretty interesting. I need to whenever I get some extra money, go back and try and get some back issues of it. But I would yeah. agree this one is pretty good so far. It hasn't really kicked off yet. I'm waiting to see once Peter gets his powers back. It seemed like in this one he feels like they're there, but and he was kind of trying to rely on them for them to come back in the fight, but they never came back. Yeah, for sure. We'll see. I hope we can get them back somehow. Yeah, I, I think we will. I, I think I think he's gonna he's gonna grow into it. The writer's damn good. Uh, the Mattis, so I, I think uh, I think that's what it's all building to for his powers to come back and start fucking shit up. At least that's what it seems like. So, right. I don't know. I do not know either. But I, I thought it was a hell of an issue. I give it an eight out of ten so far. I think this was this was pretty good. Yeah, I'd, I'd say about an eight out of ten as well. And we can we can talk about John Stewart while we're here too, since we both read it. Yeah. Yeah, John Stewart, Emerald Knight number one. It was a good one. Our work in this one, I'm giving a ten out of ten. Our work in this one was absolutely top notch. Yeah. I completely agree. I thought. Uh, I thought it, it's doing something that leads the Green Lanterns into a kind of a bright future. Especially, I'm glad they're focusing on two different ones now with two different comic books, ongoing series. And I thought this was a perfect one shot to set up John Stewart's. And I think he's going in with a lot of momentum now. Oh, for sure. He is the Emerald Knight, and I think Joffrey Thorne, the writer, did his thing. And, uh,. Yeah, I fucked with it a lot. I thought the art was really good. It really, it just felt like another uh, part of, like, Green Lantern canon. Like, it's adding more to the mythology and, you know, being on different planets and shit and having them do different cool shit. So, I'm yeah, liking for it. sure. Like, you know, like, a lot of things happened in it. John Sir definitely showed some power being able to share the Emerald powers with the with his group of fighters and with another copy version of himself. Yeah, and uh, the war with Essek was uh, pretty cool to to read. Uh, John Stewart literally going up against a new god, so. 
Yep. It shows you how powerful he's kind of become and the level of competition he's taken on now. And he's kind of like up there with like some of the all powerful characters. He's not just, you know, not that like being a member of the sevens, you know, a slouch position or anything, but he's right. like, now he's like on some big boy shit, like the specter type level stuff. So it's pretty oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see. John Stewart's my favorite lantern, and like I'm really glad that he's getting a new series. Well, yeah, and you're you're kind of into the cosmic shit too, right? The god level type shit. So this is yeah, kind of your bread and butter. And like the Emerald Knight shit's cool, and I like that John Stewart's getting it now. Hell Jordan got it, and now John's turn. Yeah, and he was he was given it by the Source Wall, so yeah, exactly. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, I'd give this an 8.5 out of 10. I thought it was a damn good read. I'd give it a 9. Like, all, like I really enjoyed it. I'm a, I've been really, really wanting to get into Green Lantern shit. And John's my favorite. And the fact that this came out, it just it fired on all cylinders. It was really good all the way around. The art was good. The story was good. All like The involvement of other lanterns was good. And the, the new gods. Yeah. I agree. Very good thought. Very good, very good. Yeah, I thought it was damn good. All right. Dark Crisis, or what else do we have to talk about? We're doing two readings oh. next week, right? Yeah, next week is the Deadpool one that you assigned a couple of weeks ago. I didn't get around the reading. And then it will be the Green Lantern Phantom Lantern series. Yes. Which this story revolves around Jessica Cruz and Diamond Baz, I believe. Badass. I believe John and Hale are in the story, but it doesn't revolve around them. But essentially, this story is just about the lanterns obtaining the the phantom lantern, which can tap into any of the color spectrum's powers. So it should be a pretty cool story. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty cool. I like. Uh, I think Baz is underrated, and I think Jessica Cruz is actually one of the better Green Lanterns. I like her than a couple of the main ones. So I would honestly put her that. Tied at three. She's a three or four for me. I would tie her at three with with uh, Kyle Rayner. Yeah. I mean, or tied at two because Hale and John are kind of tied for me. Yeah. I mean, not personally for me, John Stewart's one, then Hale Jordan's two, and then I would put Guy Gardner in the. Or not Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner and Jessica at three. Yeah. Jessica's been growing on me. I like how they gave her a little bit of a twist and like the rings attached to her differently than it is to other lanterns. That's what you yeah. said about the gecko with Jessica. You like how the rings attached to her differently. Because it's attached, because like the ring is just, the ring chooses the wearer and like it's, 
it's based off their like their mind or like the construct they want to use the willpower for. But for Jessica, it reacts to Jessica's emotions. It's like attached attached to like her the, her emotional spectrum in her body. So whenever emotion she's feeling, the ring will react based on her emotion. Yeah. No, her whole shit, and I like her shit is power ring too. Jessica Cruz is cool as fuck. But, uh, yeah. So what else? Dark Crisis? You want to get in the Chippy first? Oh, Chip Sadowski's Yeah. What do you think? What do you think of Failsafe, his doomsday? It was pretty good. Yeah? The concept, very Ultron-ish, but the reason why it exists is very different from Ultron. Yeah. But the look and concept are kind of similar. Because, like, Ultron is a is the AI that Bruce and Tony created, but what they did is they created it wrong and then ended up going rogue and it was a bad AI and it went evil. Yes. But <clears throat> Old Earth Failsafe, Batman created in his subconscious and it scans the news to see if Batman ever snaps and breaks his moral code of killing. But Alfred's supposed to be there to stop it from reacting during false alarms, but Alfred's dead, so the failsafe woke up. Yes. Uh, and, and it wreaks havoc. It does wreak havoc. And the Batman Azuranon, or whatever the fuck his name is, is like another subconscious of him. And then that subconscious has failsafe. And yeah, the Zeron... Zeron R, or whatever the fuck his name is, is basically Batman without Bruce's morals. Yeah. Pretty much. He's one more ruthless Batman. It's Batman without Bruce Wayne. It's just yes. that. Absolutely. That's what this thing I is. I really like this series. I thought it was really good. Oh. Like It started off off the bat pretty well. With I thought it did. Him and they're both Batman and Drake investigating the murders and then the whole Catwoman twist of how he can't love anybody and the Catwoman's moved on to a different man. Yeah. Uh and I, I liked her backups in it too, and she she was she was cool in her shit, but I liked Batman and Tim together. I thought they were good, especially at the end when he really was like, you know, Dick was more of an improviser. Jason was a hothead, but me and Tim always worked together. Like, I know you don't like Tim, but I thought Tim actually had some pretty good moments in this where he looked pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I don't like Tim. I'm, like, of all the Robins, Tim's second to last. My, the least, my least favorite Robin is the girl one from The Dark Knight. Yeah. But... I don't really care for Tim that much, but I will admit in this arc, in the failsafe arc, I did actually enjoy Tim Drake a lot. You actually did like him in this? I actually did like Tim in this. Yeah, he played a really good role, and, like, his character was pretty dope. The way he was drawn was pretty well. He definitely played the role of Robin. He definitely played the role of Robin extremely well in this in this art. Hundred percent. 
And when he was like crying, when Bruce, it was like sad. The way Bruce looked at him, he's like, Tim, it's cool. Yeah. But I like how it started off with Penguin. Yeah, the Penguin pulling a fast one on Bruce, tricking the world and thinking that Batman killed him. That's what woke up. I'll say it. Yeah, by the way, we're about to get payoffs on that pretty soon because Penguin's book comes out in 2023. He's part of that darn PCU. Huh? He's dead, though, isn't he? No, he faked it. Okay. He faked it and then framed Bruce. And now he's getting his own series in uh, the dawn of the DCU. So, we're going to be seeing more oh, of that yeah. situation happen soon. But, you know, I, I like Failsafe a lot. I liked him running to Aquaman and his shit with Aquaman and the Yeah. I like Superman. Yeah, he had to do. Yeah, Superman kind of getting fucked up by this thing because Bruce had to fucking load it with kryptonite, of course. Well, you knew, like, it's like, why even call him, you know? Like... This thing is designed by Batman subconscious to take out Batman. Of course, it's going to have Kryptonite ready to go when Superman's there to help. It's like, don't even fucking call him or Martian Manhunter because he'll have a flamethrower ready. Yeah. They didn't even use flames. They used lasers. Yeah. I like the way Superman was drawn in the book. Like, when Superman showed up in the dark... And it was, like, just his breath, and he was like, I'm going to need you to step away from my friend. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool panel. Like, that was probably one of my favorite panels in the whole series. And I liked him. Like, Clark, I'm going to need you to buy me some time at the Fortress. And fucking Clark goes out there with the globe on his head, the little astronaut hat, and he still gets fucked up. And, uh, yeah, he was like, last time I wasn't prepared for you. This time I am, and he still gets fucking sauced. But it wasn't like a long fight either. No, it wasn't. He knocked Failsafe like in the three mountains, and then he got fucked up. No, uh, I thought it was well done. I do think Failsafe was a little... Like, overrated. Like, I don't think it's going to go down in the rogues gallery or anything. At least not yet. I don't think it was, uh... I liked it, but it doesn't go down as, like, a classic Batman run to me or anything. This isn't, like, a Hush or a Court of Owls or not, nothing like that. At least not yet. I don't know what it'll age to be, but I thought this worked out cool. It was a cool Batman story. But it was a little too on the fa- fantastical side. And I know that's your type of shit. You like Batman with the league. And, uh, I do. Only there's like the one thing of plot armor that I was like, okay, this is a little fucking much. Was when Batman fell out of space after the Watchtower fucking exploded on the moon. And Batman fell from the moon to the surface of the fucking planet with no plane and no parachute. And he landed on the ground on his feet and lived. Yeah. It was a little fucking much. Like, that was a little much. 
The fact that he used the he was trying to use like counter momentum and shit with the with the pressure with the compressed gas from his gun, but it fucked up because he passed out and woke up and he was literally on fire. And he said his suit can handle it, but when it shows his suit fucking his wingsuit out as he's falling, the shit's on fire and it's all burnt up. And he just lands on the ground, standing there. He's all right. Like, dude, you just <laughs> fell, like, 100,000 feet. It's like, no, bro. <laughs> With no fucking parachute, and he wasn't even in a plane. No, he's good. That was a little much. That was a little bit of a plot armor. Well, yeah, I mean, that's his whole thing, though, now, right? He's just a fucking overpowered monster. A little ridiculous, especially you know. And I, I feel like they're just like having fun with it at this point that he can literally do whatever. And I feel and I think they even cracked a little joke about it in one of the. In one yeah, because he came. He went up to Tim, and Tim was like, "Batman, where have you been?" And Tim, he's like, "I fell from the moon." Tim's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I fell from the moon." At this point, they're just like, all right, bad man, <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want, apparently. Uh, like, you no, don't I just thought... fucking bring that up in conversation and then quickly move past it. Yeah, he's like, hey. I just fell from the moon. Let's move on. I'm like, no, what? How'd you fucking fall from the moon and live? Like, I'm going to need some more fucking detail here, Bruce. <laughs> uh, I don't like, I mean, like I said, I don't think, I think Failsafe is going to go down as like an Arkham Knight type villain, like, all right, like a mid-tier villain, but I, this didn't do anything new for me. It didn't, it's, it's I, I see what it's trying to do, and it's a new part of Batman's, like, mythos and shit, but I don't know, that, like, to me, this arc is like a 7 out of 10, and that's being generous. I, uh, I like it, but it's not all that for me. It's just, like, it's all right. Like, when we say things are all right, it's just all right to me. Like, it, this didn't do anything special. I have been looking forward to the issues because the art's been pretty good. The art was really good. Especially, like, Bruce when he was about to die in his eyes and the way he looked at Tim. And Tim, the art looked like, thank God Tim's drawn in a good way because the art in his own book fucking blows ass. So, it's... Yeah, it's the art in his own book is terrible. That's why I was like, like, Tim was drawn very well. Yes, Tim was like, he looked like an actual Robin here, and it was cool to see. And uh, those two fought well next to each other, and, and you felt bad when Bruce, even though it's like, well, Bruce just died and already came back, so obviously he's not dead again. Yeah. But, you know, I, I picked up on that when there was no body or ashes there when Bruce was zapped away. Yeah. Yeah, they should. Yeah, it was really good. So, how much would you give it? How many stars? Uh, what would you give it out, eight of, out of ten? Eight. Eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was alright. All right, six with a seven. Artwork like a nine and a half. The artwork was fucking phenomenal. Like Batman was drawn perfectly, Superman was drawn perfect, Martian, Martian was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Tim Drake was drawn very well. Like yeah, like the artwork was fantastic. 
Yeah, I don't disagree. Marshall was pretty much fantastic. Pretty much perfect. And uh, I read 131, and well, I see why they released, they ended Failsafe when they did, and Batman's next arc starts, because it's a little... I'm not going to spoil nothing for the world, but you'll see. It's pretty good. I read it last night. It's pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. All right, uh, you ready for the meat and potatoes? Yeah. Dark Crisis. Dark Crisis. Uh, Dark Crisis. Why are you guys saying it like that? Because Dan's a redneck. <laughs> I thought this, I mean, it's all trying to live up to Crisis on Infinite Earths. I don't know if it fully does that, but I thought this was a pretty good uh, kind of event to bring us into the new age here. And I see what they're trying to do, and I'm excited for the dawn of D- the DCU. And a lot of the things are setting up that they are setting up, I think, is pretty badass. And I think a lot of it starts with this. This isn't a perfect series at all, but it is a pretty fun event for where the DC universe is at right now. What are your uh, thoughts on it, Bob? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I definitely. Um, I enjoyed Dark Crisis very, very much. It was one of the, I would say, one of the biggest events since The Infinite Earths. I'd put it, like, right on par with, like, Final Crisis. Really? Yeah, like, I thought it was very well, it was very well done. It brought the multiverse back. It's They're bringing in a bunch of characters. They're giving everybody all, like, all the Elseworlds shit, like, canon now because it's part of a different multiverse. It's on a different Earth. Right. This event did, it had some downs for sure. It definitely had some down, like some loopholes in the continuity and shit. Oh, 100%. But, for like, but it opened a lot of doors for the future. It, like, like a lot of doors. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of DC content probably within the next three years. A lot of content? Oh, for sure, because you're going to have the main DC line of shit, your main Earth Zero storylines, then you're going to have all the other Earth storylines are going to be coming out. Like they're going to be, they're not going to bring all the fucking all that shit back and not use it. Like I guarantee you, we'll get a Justice Riders fucking comic again. Dark Knights of Steel is going to keep going on because that's the one universe. They might, I guarantee, they might even make a spinoff comic of the fucking Michael Keaton and Christopher Reeves Batman and Superman universe. You think so? Yeah, dude. They have like, you know how much money is to be made there. They're not, they're not going to let opportunities like that not like pass up. Yeah. Like you're telling me, like if a Michael Keaton Batman and a Christopher Reeve Superman team up comic book were to be put on the shelves, tell, tell me that wouldn't sell out. I think it would. I think it's a hundred percent where the characters are drawn just like them too, and they team up and do shit together. Like, don't tell me that shit wouldn't sell. And Jack Nicholson's fucking Joker's in there. Yeah, I think it opens up. I mean, I'm more of a main Earth type of guy. I always have been, but I will visit the multiverse and and buy series based on that, and you know, read series like uh, like I'd like the Ceased and shit like that, and. You know, when they try new stuff and it doesn't necessarily yeah. fit into yeah. the 
Black Label, all that shit. I love it. So, yeah, I think it's cool. And I'm well, glad what that if they brought back, around. like, In Darkest Night? Like, they, what if they did that? Like, that, they could bring that back, do another In Darkest Night fucking miniseries run. I mean, In Darkest Night and that Batman, he plays a pretty big part in this event and my favorite, one of my favorite tie-ins, right? Which tie-in? Yeah. Or, or was that Warzone or was that the other one? The Big Bang is the one where Barry fucking does the time thing, right? And Warzone's the I think storms. it was the Dark Army. Okay. With Damien. Is Damien that where and Dr. Light. Okay. And that's where Green Lantern Batman showed up? And one of them, he was helping like a group and he was badass throughout it. So it, it was pretty cool. And yeah, I'll watch. I'll, I'll read another one. I don't know what more you can do with it, but I'm down. I'm down for all of it. I like the weird shit and the fun shit and the different shit. And if they want to get into it. I think that was, which one was that? I'm trying to remember now. Because he was with a group of people, right? Yeah, Kid Wallace was the one that went and got their help. Yeah. It might have been in the Big Bang. I think he might have been in the one where Barry fought the Animonitor. It was, you're right. It was the Big Bang because it was when Barry was fighting the Animonitor when he was starting to lose. Yeah. It was after he was mass punching him through reality, and when he stopped, and the anti monitor started to win the fight. That's when Kid Wallace showed up, and he's like, "I've come with help." Yeah, you're right. It was the Big Bang. How about that, huh? That uh, old check mark for Baba. Huh? So old check mark for Baba. That that was a, it was a great it was a great issue, and uh, I thought it worked out. I uh, I like the Anna Monitor rematch. That was the best tie-in. Besides that, uh, I don't even recognize the Young Justice tie-ins as being a part of the event. I scrap them. Uh, the Barry, the search for Barry, and then the Barry and the Big Bang was fucking phenomenal. That has to be read as a part of this. You don't need to read many of the worlds without. If you really want to know where, where like they went when Pariah like sent them off into their own worlds, I guess you can. But if you want to skip them, you can't. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Damien and the Dark Army, I, I would say, is a, a suggested read as well, or a required read. I'd say that's pretty essential for the event because he finds that and Deadly Green because that's kind of how they end up fixing everything. Because uh, Super or John finds out what's causing all that in the deadly green, and Damien kind of figure out, figures out how to fix it. So right. I think both of these are pretty essential. War Zone's pretty cool if you want to see like different battles throughout the event, and of course Big Bang is huge because that's like the recreation of the multiverse and crazy and the rematch. Yeah, War Zone's not really essential. That's just kind of showing you different perspectives of the battle. No, but there's certain things, like, because at the end of Dark Crisis, like, there was a whole panel that it was like, and the Spectre has been reunited with the Toast, so it's like, there's certain things in there that I do think are going to add, especially Red Canary. Like like we said, she's on the cover of Lazarus Planet, so those are things that you might not, I mean, maybe not essential reading, but it's probably good to have them in the back of your head for what's going to happen in the future. Because it seems like... Like, those two characters in particular, the Spectre and Red Canary, are going to have a pretty big path moving forward. 
Right. So certain shit like that. Uh, I thought this event, spanning out of, first of all, what did you think it killed the Justice League? Because that's what kind of starts this whole thing. I thought that was really cool. I like how they gave the panels in that of the Justice League dying, like how they did in Crisis on Infinite Earths with them fading away. Yeah. But, yeah, them showing up and the the Dark Army attacking them and them losing, like, it was an action-packed, filled fucking book. Yeah, I agree. I completely and it kind of set up. It kind of set up Black Adam's big moment. Yeah, and it sets up because he's like the last one there with them, and he gets transported back, and he's like, "They're all dead. What the fuck?" And certain parts of that, like Oliver Queen getting crushed by Doomsday, is pretty badass. Just, and he's still gone, by the way. That's why the Green Arrow. Yeah. Or, oh, never mind. I don't want to announce something before we announce it, but. Uh, it's it's he he's gone right now, but he had one of the more particularly kind of gory deaths when he got smashed by fucking Doomsday after he kind of saved the day there, uh, and everybody else got teleported into their own shit. Uh, I thought it was a cool issue, and I think it sets up like this whole event. But I would I would do the death of the Justice League differently, obviously. But I thought it was it was cool for what it was. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I liked it a lot. So. What was your favorite part of the series? The whole event? Yeah. Uh, It's too hard to pick just one, so I'd have to go with, like, three separate ones. And one of those is the candlelight vigil at the beginning. Because I thought it really... It may... I like the shared universe of this whole thing. I like that there's this whole set of characters. People can die and like the world keeps going and this is our own universe. This is the world. And the fact that seven of the like greatest, or maybe it was eight in the battle, I forget, but some of the greatest superheroes the world knows are gone. And now the rest of the community is there in a candlelight visual, kind of like, like scared, kind of like tearing up a little bit, wondering like what they're going to do and how they're going to step up and be the future. And the fact that my boy, Dick Grayson, Nightwing was leading the whole thing and with his little candle and then even in that candle, like they talk about it at the end with Batman, when Batman breaks in and said, you know, you never had to, you know, wish that we would come back because you're the guy and all this shit. I just thought that was a really cool scene. You know, Damien, everybody there just kind of sad mourning over the Justice League. Because I thought that was... Because what killed the Justice League and everything, it didn't feel totally special because you knew they were going to come back and you knew everything. Like, that's how the shit goes, right? So this was the moment that I was like, oh, this is kind of real and it's kind of cool they dived into that a little bit. Right. I like how Batman told Nightwing that he's going to be the next leader of the new Justice League. Uh, yes, that was a great fucking moment. That was one of my favorites. Also, the battle with Deathstroke, probably the the first one, when uh, I think it was issue two, when John comes and saves, and it was kind of John's introduction yeah. to the whole thing. And uh, he goes to shoot, Deathstroke goes to shoot Nightwing, and fucking Superman 
just like comes out of nowhere and he's like, you got your father's timing, buddy. And it was just kind of cool. And then Cyborg Superman comes out of fucking nowhere and they get in this brutal fight while Dick and Slade are fighting. So I, I think those two are definitely my favorite moments. Yeah, this series had a lot of good moments. Like, it did. Moments. I and have, both of those were early. I have two favorite moments. My first being... Flash near infinite, near infinite mass punching anti monitor repeatedly through the realities. Yeah, that was cool. And also would be my one of my first favorite moments was in issue seven in Dawn of the DCU when at the end when Black Adam shared the powers of Shazam with the entire fucking Justice League. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, that was. I looked up at Bobby, I was like, holy fucking shit, when I was reading it. I knew Black Adam could share his powers with, like, you know, up to five people like Shazam can, but not literally the entire fucking league. And the entire league that was around when the real league was dead. Like, he shared and it with, like, 50 people. He shared it with the fucking whole... All the superheroes, <laughs> like, like, everybody on the fucking field. At least anybody that could fit in one page. I'd have to go back and do a count. But it was pretty much everybody there. Like, I think Roundhouse had fucking <laughs> Black Adam's powers for a couple minutes. Yeah, so. dude. Like, it was it was badass, man. Like, I didn't know Black Adam could, like, share it with that many people. And, like, seeing the panel of all of them powered up like Shazam or with Black Adam's lightning, like Superman charged up with Black Adam's lightning and fucking and Batman. And then John Kent standing behind them all charged up. Like, they all looked badass. Yes. That, w- that was fucking cool. And that was... And I don't want to just say because, like, the Black Adam movie came out and everything, right? And But they obviously have big plans for this character. And they obviously have a newfound stock in him and want him to be this something... Not that he hasn't been in the past, because he has been major in the past. He's been a big fucking deal uh, with the JSA and other shit, and other uh, event, uh, Infinite Crisis, you know, shit like that. He has been a big deal. Black Adam Adam wields way too much power. He is way too much of a developed character to not include him. That's that's my personal opinion on why they're... giving him more of a spotlight moving forward. He's like, he's way too important. He's way too powerful. He's like a huge, like deal for like third world country kind of people. Like, like people who live in third world countries and like read comics. I guarantee you black Adams, one of the top sellers. Maybe, I don't know. I don't, I would have to see those sales, but he is, he is fucking awesome. And he is over. And, but this isn't just including him. This is like giving him a piece of the pie. Like you're the guy of the event. Like like yeah. five people left this event smelling like a rose, and he was one of them. So he like he had some huge moments. And yes, he was kind of that dick. Like we don't, I don't believe in you half the time. But then he started to believe, and then at the end when he's like, I would die for these people. It was like okay, this guy's for real. And he might seem like Absolutely. a scumbag, but there is a heart in there. And then he's a dick to Superman and his son after, and then it's like, oh, but he's Black Adam. Like, the Black Adam ended this, and the, like he looked probably best out of mostly anybody in this event. He he had some really cool moments. 
He did for sure. Like I like if I was in charge of like movies or comics, like I would do the same thing. Like Black Adam would be one of my like one of my four or five characters I would give spotlight moments. Yeah. Like for sure. Like like absolutely. Like him, Damien, Nightwing, Superman. Yeah. And I gotta say Like for sure. I gotta say, John looked really fucking good, especially at the end there. When he's battling Doom's dad, he's about to die, and he's just like, "I think I made my dad proud," and he's like, I, "It sucks that I failed, and but I fought to the end, and I'm gonna die, and I think he'd be proud." And then he just shows up, and he's fuck, and then they beat Doomsday's ass together, and it's like this is such a nice kind of coming of age moment for both of them. So yeah, I have okay. one strike with the series though. What's your strike? One thing I kind of have because I, I have a couple like strikes. I mean, I do too, but this is one that sticks out to me. Something that Joshua Williamson failed to elaborate on is if you look at your Dark Crisis number one cover page, if you look at all the characters that are featured on that cover page, you'll you should be immediately be able to tell which one Joshua Williamson left out of basically the entire series. Oh, and that would be Billy Batson Shazam. Oh, yeah. He's on the cover of Dark Crisis 1. And after that, he's, he's like, not in it. He's not existent in the rest of the series. Wasn't he in the new league, too, or was he not? I don't, I don't remember. No, yeah, I think he was. He, but he, was like, was never drawn there. Like, I never did anything with Shazam. And, like, Shazam's a huge fucking character. Like, why didn't Joshua Williamson do anything with Shazam? He didn't die. He was still alive during the event. Like, why didn't they do anything with Shazam? Yeah, he was so focused on him during, uh, or so, so focused on Black Adam, they forgot about Shazam. And I think that he's not the only mark of someone that look, that was kind of useless during this event. You know, there's a lot of people that did look amazing or didn't really have much to do. And that's the only thing about these things and involving everybody is that like I said, there was five people that smelled like a rose. Everybody else, they kind of like, they had little arcs or whatever. A little, so, there's only so much you can do with so many issues. Just I know, like Martian was barely featured. He was barely featured. The and most, that new, the most Martian was featured was in Death of the Justice League. Like that was the most Martian was featured in the whole event. But that new league was almost sickening how underutilized, like you never really got to see it in action. That new lead, they and they put so much work in that first issue setting that up, and like, if you literally set up Frankenstein in this new league just to die at the end and get chopped in fucking half, and that was the only yeah, time in the series at all. What what he's standing there with the like league? Another and, thing with Shazam, like Shazam's still around and he's a league member. Why isn't he there with the new league? Yeah, like he's an actual core Justice League league member and he's supposed to be, and he survived. Like, why isn't he there? Where is he? Like the and the only person that they gave any sort of light to in that new league because you have blue, you have both Blue Beetles and and uh, Booster Gold, and they did a little bit. They had a couple little spots, but Doctor Light ended up looking pretty good, especially in the Dark Army joint, and then at the end in Dark Crisis Seven. It seems like they want to work on her a little bit. And I think she did leave this event looking pretty good for a, a character that only really shows up in these things. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be mad if I saw a Dr. Light series coming in the future, and I'd probably even give it a shot. Right. 
she was interesting and her powers like they kind of the fact that you know they made her not overpowered here a little bit but they really gave her some big big improvements like I can fucking transfer through the darkness <laughs> pretty much right uh she looked pretty fucking cool and uh and that's the thing and I think that's Williamson's strength is focusing on lesser known and canon and stuff that he loves but I think other things get lost it's like when you have so many big ideas you get lost some of the small stuff and right and some of the things like and even some of your big hitters like Barry looked cool Wally looked cool, but they kind of had to do that in their own titles. That wasn't a huge thing of the event. When it finally happened and you see all of them together, it's cool, but you know, it doesn't mean too much. And uh, I mean, if you're not Dick, John, or let's say even Black Adam, and Damien to a degree, because Damien kind of, it, it felt like set up to, for him to be a lot more important than he was. I'm not going to lie. I think Lazarus is going to be more his time to shine. That seems like an event kind of designed around him. I mean, to be honest, Damien played the role he was supposed to. Damien played the Batman role of this of this series. Because, like, Damien was, like, the one that was, like, collected. Wasn't the one freaking out, panicking, trying to, like, rush into battle to save the world. He was the one who was taking the back step trying to figure out how to stop it. And he then he did, figured it out. And then he, he went and figured it out. He actually, like, they still would have lost if Damien didn't figure out that Dr. Light's light can stop the darkness. They would have. You're right there, but he wouldn't have got the, he didn't get the page time that Batman would have got. He didn't get the, like. No, he, I agree with that. But his role he, was played the way he was supposed to do. Like, he played the Batman role of the story. That role, the role he played was fine. But the fact that he was in, like, two of the seven, what? Yeah, two of the seven issues in, in like, bigger roles. And, and in the other parts, he's like, oh, i got to go do this or I'm off. And then he his only real moment to shine was in that tie-in. And then a little bit at the end there. That was a little bit, like, because it, it sets it up like he's, like, a, a heavy hitter in the future. And especially the Dark Army. But it seemed like in the main event, it was peering towards John and Dick a little more. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I agree. But, but I like mean, I said, I'm excited. Yeah, Lazarus. That's like one of the things I was going to ask. Like my next yeah. follow-up question is like, what are you? What are one of the things you're most excited for following Dark Crisis? And so one of mine is definitely a Damian Wayne blood event with the Lazarus planet. Yeah. I'm excited I mean, to see Damien take the role. And I honestly, one of the things I hope Williamson tries to do, now that Nightwing's officially going to be moving on from the Titans and taking over, like, the league, I hope yeah. they kind of take a stab at a Damien Wayne-led Titans again. Me too. Uh, but I, I, I think he's going to be in the group. I think he's going to be in the group. I really do. I don't see him not being see, in the I feel group. like he's going to take Grayson's role over, where he was still the leader of the Titans but still a league member. But I think I think Dick's gonna want the people close to him, and I, like I don't see that group not having John and Damien because those three are kind yeah. of the core. For the and future. I mean, and if Damien really is gonna be the next Batman, he kind of has to be in the league. Yeah, because he's got to be that sort of leader, non-leader to to Dick. Well, because Dick's kind of gonna try to be 
well, he's going to be a little bit different. He's going to be Batman and Superman together, which is like he always is. Then you got John as Superman and Damien as Batman. And I think that's going to work out. And then we'll see who they build if they try Yara Floor for that Wonder Woman role. Or I would add like a Dr. Light in this position or something like that. Uh, but Yeah, I hope Diana sticks around. Yeah, you never know. There's a lot of stuff going on with the Amazons too, though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really up to date with my Wonder Woman and Amazon shit. Yeah, there's some cool shit, but it's not. Uh, I don't know. Nubia is kind of the queen of the Amazons now, and she's kind of running shit. And I, I don't know if you put her in a group right now or just let her run the Amazons. But see, that's why I kind of want, like, Diana to stick around. Yeah. Because, like, if she's not going to be in the league and Nubia is the queen of the Amazons, like, where the fuck is she going to go? <laughs> I mean, she could just hang around with the mascara be with her family, but I feel you. She should probably bounce. She should probably bounce. All right. Uh, see, there was, there's a couple other moments I do want to shine on because, and I don't know, and there's a couple characters I want to name to you, and I want you to, well, you asked, you actually, you asked me a question first, so let me answer that. You, you said what I'm excited for most, right? Yeah, after Dark Crisis. Which, but I, st- I do still want to get back to the event a little bit. But uh, for what I'm looking forward to, of course, the new Green Lantern stuff, I, I think, because it's been so long, it's been almost half a year without a Green Lantern series, and I think that's just kind of blasphemy. I think the Seven should always have something all the time. I, I think at least one of them, like if you're not going to at least have a side character or someone in that family, one of them always should have a book. So I think Green Lantern I'm very excited for. And I'm not going to lie, I'm excited for Steel, bro. Because I'm a, I'm a John Henry Irons fan. And I'm a f- fan of that side of the DC Universe and the Superman family. And I think yeah, Steel I, yeah, me too. is underrated. I like Steel. I yeah. like Steel, but for the Superman family, I'm really excited to see where John goes. Of course. I'm going to buy that 100%. But I'm just saying... Uh, for someone that hasn't been around in a while, it's nice that Steel's getting his own shit again. Yeah, for sure. And Superman 150 came out recently, and they reinstalled Superman's secret identity again. And they did yeah. a whole classic like, clash with Superman and Lex in a power suit. So, like, they're, they're kind of going retro, but they're keeping it fresh. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I liked people knowing who he was, but I see, I, I get it. To me, I don't like it when you kind of reverse shit after you already do it, but I do understand. Yeah. It. For uh, sure, and I'm really excited to see how Ollie's going to come back. Yeah. I don't know what's next for the hunt for him. I don't know if you give Black Canary and Red Arrow a series or the Arsenal. I have two... Guesses. 
and how they're going to get Ali back. Oh, yeah, you told me this, and you're right. Go off. One being, one being Barry Allen's going to find him, or Wally West is going to find him, because Barry and Wally and Ken Wallace right now are studying the multiverse and going through the earth and shit, trying to figure out what each one is. And I feel like while they're doing that, they're going to find Ollie, wherever the hell he's at. Or he's going to somehow be resurrected during the Lazarus event. Because the Lazarus event's going to spread planet-wide. The entire planet's going to be raining with, like, Lazarus rain. So, like, I have a feeling somehow they're going to twist it to have him come back during that event. Yeah. See, and that's the thing, and I'm excited for that, and I hope that's cool. And yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see a couple people come back, right? But because, uh, and I didn't even until you said something, I didn't even think about it like that. But I was like, oh, dude, Lazarus, of course they're going to fucking people are going to start coming back, and that's going to bring Ali back because he got smashed in the fucking earth. It's a no-brainer now that you said it, but I, I think I'm not I'm not totally hyped up for this new thing, just because you know a little event fatigue. We're, we're coming off of a big one, and uh, I don't like it's kind of a Marvel feeling. To, it's like all right, we're right off an event, we're fucking strolling right into another one, but it's all good too. And I don't know if it's going to be as universe-spanning. I think it's going to be more a select group of people, which is cool. I think it's going to be universe expanding to a point. I think the Lazarus planet is going to kind of confirm the new roster of the league moving forward. Probably. Probably. Yeah, I I don't think... It's going to kind of cement Nightwing as the leader and then Damien kind of as his right-hand man. And then John being the Superman role. Yeah, you're probably right. And uh, and I'm fine with that. But I don't think it's going to include everybody. I don't think the Young Justice are going to be fucking around in there. I think... Uh, no, I, I, I hope think that, not. <laughs> me too. But I hope so. And I like Young Justice. Don't get me wrong. Just because you don't... And I know you're not a huge fan as, as a whole. But just because I shit on this... Uh, the Dark Crisis series. Young Justice as a whole isn't bad. I like Bart. I like Superboy. Connor and I like uh, Cassandra, or uh, yeah, Cassandra, Cassandra Sandsmark, Wonder Girl. I like her. I like all them. I think they're good characters, but the Dark Crisis shit just didn't work. But Lazarus Planet, I'm more looking forward to after the dawn of DCU and what's what's coming with after that more than that itself. But I'll still read it and enjoy it, and I think it'll be great. But I'm more. I'm more looking forward to what they're going to do after. Yeah, for sure. Like Flash One Minute War, that event, that little mini event that's coming up. I'm excited for that. And that's going to be with Bart and Wally and and Barry. That's all the. That's a Flash cross, crossover. That's well, I don't know crossover, but it's an event, and it's something that we can get excited for. Uh, flash events are always fire, so I'm 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 always on board for a Flash event. Oh yeah. And, like, they've been kind of making recently, they've kind of been giving Flash some power boost. So Flash is, like, stupid overpowered right now. So, like, I'm actually kind of excited to read a new series where just an overpowered Flash is just fucking shit up. 
Oh, me too. And this is all the flashes too. And because this, like this right is... now, at Barry's standpoint, given Dark Crisis, like Barry's incredibly fucking powerful right now. Yes. And Wally's not a fucking slouch at the moment either. He's been doing a lot of cool no, shit. No, he's not. Like, Wally's always there. Right. Dimensions. <laughs> That's what I, I always say. Like, Wally might be able to run faster Barry, but Barry will always beat Wally because Barry's far, far smarter. Yeah. He is smarter. Barry's one of the... Well, Barry's one of the smartest superheroes. He's probably either top 15 or 20. I put him in the top 10, dude. And the smartest? Absolutely. Characters or Characters or heroes? Absolutely. No, I couldn't. 100% Barry. He's got to be one of the smartest. Dude. He's only he's one of the only people that on, in DC that understands the multiverse. You got to think because Lex he has the power was... to be able to explore it. To explore it. Yeah, but you got to think Lex Bruce, Mister Terrific, because Mister Terrific's got Barry and and smart for sure. He was kind of a yeah, big part of this too, huh? Yeah, but who then else? who else from DC? I wouldn't count Cyborg because he's not really human. He's a fucking robot. But he can get all the knowledge of the universe, so that's pretty... And Martian, as an alien, is pretty damn <laughs> He knows literally everything that's happening at the moment. And, like, fate... Like, you can, you got all the cheats. <laughs> you can fate cheat. Fate himself isn't that smart. Fate's only that smart because of what the helmet tells him. Yeah, but if you got it, use it. And he has it. That's not his actual own intelligence and his own knowledge. That's, that's knowledge given to him. That's like yeah, having an earphone in your ear and have someone feeding you wiki clues while you're in the middle of a spelling bee. But he still has it, and he still has the knowledge of the universe. But, like, his actual core, like, knowledge himself, Barry's definitely smarter than Ant Nelson. Yeah, if he's separated from the helmet. But as Dr. Fate, he he's pretty much all-knowing. Which is very definitely even if you include like Marvel characters, like I would put. I don't know. Yeah, Barry's pretty smart. Like, like um, I'd put him right under Tony. You put him under Tony Stark. I put Barry right under Tony Stark. I'd put him above Tony or below Tony Stark, but above Spider Man. Really? Yeah. I could Because, like, he's not smarter than Reed. He's not smarter than Penn. He's not smarter than Banner. And he's not smarter than Stark. But other people, he is. Like, I would probably, like, in the top ten smartest, like, comic characters, I'd probably put Barry Allen, like, at ten. Yeah. Like, literally, like, at number ten. He's one of the smarter members in the league. Like he's smarter than Aquaman, obviously. And he definitely is. Like if it like if it comes down to sheer intelligence, I think he's smarter than Batman. Batman only sways away and is smarter than him, and it comes down to like strategy. Well, because he's been a like forensic scientist and he's done detective shit too, so like he's got problems yeah, solving. Yeah, he's been the college and shit. And Flash can use his fucking powers to read a five thousand page textbook in three seconds. Yeah, and he. 
because he's so fast that he thinks it at such a uh, a speed that like a normal human being human being can't think at. So that just makes him genuinely pretty faster or pretty smarter. Even though I butchered the English or Angle was trying to say that. Uh, yeah, Barry Barry is insanely intelligent. He's not yes. someone you should try. He's not one of the he's one of the smartest, but not top tier smartest. All right. Alright. <coughs> and yeah, he and he played a huge part. I thought he was great. But I do want to give Mr. Terrific his props. He he did some shit during this and he told Black Adam to shut up. And he was yeah. kinda important. I like I like his role in the Flash family. I, I like if he stays sticks around in the Flash book, like and he's in this little event too and he kind of stays around that sector of the DC universe. I'm fine with that because I think Mr. Terrific's mm-hmm. one of the most underused and badass characters. Him and the T Sphere is actually pretty cool. Underrated guy. I hope they keep Cyborg in the league, and I hope they they should do a Cyborg Mr. Terrific run together. Comic run. Cyborg Mr. Terrific. Yeah, like a crossover run with just them two. Kind of like the Green Arrow and the Green Lantern run back in the day, but Cyborg Mr. Terrific. Yeah. We need more Cyborg. Like, we like that's something I I would also like as well with the new universe moving forward. Is like we, I want more Cyborg. I'd like him to remain in the league, but give us more of him. Like, give us a solo Cyborg run. Give us a fucking 12-issue solo series of Cyborg. Start putting them in the league books more. Yeah. He's another character. Extremely powerful. Extremely vital. Like you said, he can obtain any knowledge anywhere in the universe in mere seconds. Yeah, like, Cyborg's... It's another character that needs to be utilized more. Yeah. I do agree with you. I think Cyborg's the fucking man. And he gets a little... uh I don't think he gets his due. No, he doesn't. He's insanely powerful, dude. Like, insanely powerful. Like, he can't use his abilities at full capacity or else he'll literally swallow fucking planets. And I don't know if you just said it right there. I might have missed it, but he is getting his own series with this Dawn of DCU thing, too. So he might be a a bigger part going forward. I hope he is. I didn't know that he had a new series coming out. I, I really hope he like that's true, and he does. And like it's a, it's good because like I like Cyborg. I like yeah. I never really liked Cyborg that much until he until New Fifty Two when he became part of the league. Like Justice League, Cyborg is is a great character. Absolutely, I uh, and you know I know you and me have always disagreed because I prefer him in the Titans but no matter what incarnation of Cyborg I just enjoy seeing him on page and on screen now whatever I think he's a cool character who's kind of has this underdog story because he, of getting fucked over and kind of his life taken away from him and and shit like that but I think I I, uh, I think he's got a lot of cool shit coming in this new Dawn of DCU and I, I got it pulled up here he is one of the new series that are as part of this Dawn of DCU. Is Martian? Hold up. It says over 20 new comics will be launching as 2023 is Dawn of DC. Right now, announcer Hal Jordan, John Stewart, Shazam, our boy, 
So you were talking about him not really getting love in crisis. Hopefully this is going to rectify that. Okay. And there's actually, and the Mary Marvel series that they, the mini series they got going on ends with issue four coming up soon. So we, we're going to have more Shazam down the hatch. Doom Patrol's getting their series. Our boy Green Arrow. So obviously he's not gone forever. <laughs> Cyborg. Obviously. Uh, Penguin. And, uh, I think more is going to be a oh, Superboy, the man of tomorrow, which is going to be a John Kent outing. With the Superboy title? Yeah, we're going to have a John Kent, not John, a Connor Kent Superboy. My bad. I was going to say. Yeah, no, this is a Superboy title? No, this is going to be kind of, John's got, got his own Superman title, but Superboy is going to be uh, Connor. And I mean... That, that that should be okay. I, I do like him as Connor. The Brave and the Bold is going to be really good. Because that's coming back. And you're going to see team-ups again regularly. And it's basically going to be like Batman with somebody else. And those are always fun. So there's a lot of cool shit coming up. You know? Oh, definitely. I'm excited. But uh, what would you review this event out of ten, Bobo? Eight and a half. Eight and a half? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, I would give it an eight because, and I did get into some of my critiques, but I do have, I do have critiques. I don't think it's the best event ever. No, Even since Crisis on Infinite Earths, I probably enjoy Final Crisis more than this. Infinite Crisis, I think, is probably this is right there with it. There are ev- events that I like more than this out of DC and Marvel, but I do think that it covered a lot of solid ground. I think one of the things that an event or something big like this should do is set up the future, and I think that's what this did perfectly. So I think in execution, some things didn't work, some things did, but it really set up the future well, and it set up the guys and girls that you want to work on in the future. And I think as a shared universe, that's important to do. So I think it build, it's building up well to that, and it's got things spawning out of it. Like, you don't leave it like, okay, this is the end and whatever. You leave it going, oh, I'm excited for the future. And I think that's what these are yeah. making. That's good. So things like that worked. The utilization of some characters didn't work for me. And like the straight ignoring of some characters, like we mentioned Shazam, like, like these are, some of these are heavy hitters that you just have in in panels behind other people, just like looking over. Like, so some of that shit's not okay to me. You got to respect the big game players a little more, but, uh, overall I thought this, I thought this event did more good than bad to DC. And I thought that it set up a lot of stuff and it, it was a lot of fun to read through. And I, I'm excited to reread it too. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Now that all seven have came out, I know we've kind of gone back and forth. What was your favorite issue? Tie-ins included. <sighs> so. Like it's, I'm stuck between three issues. I'm stuck between, obviously, number seven. And I'm stuck between the Big Bang one-shot tie-in. And then I'm stuck with 
issue number two. When Dark when yeah. Deathstroke invaded Titan Tower. I don't know. It's a tough one to toss up. I'm honestly, I might have to lean more towards seven. Because the moment when Black Adam shared his power with the entire Justice League, that was probably the one moment in the entire series that kind of blew my mind. Yeah. And it was enough to kind of to kind of stop everything. So I would definitely probably have to say seven. <laughs> it was a good conclusion. It's like, yeah, because, like, it wraps up the battle. Black Adam has a huge fucking moment, and then Seven sets up the future. Yeah. So I would definitely have to say Seven. I'd go either Seven or Two, because I thought the the fights in Two was pretty cool, but I, I agree. And Big Bang's, of course, up there in Dark Army. I thought some of the... The tie-ins, I think they started to realize, oh, my God, all our tie-ins suck so much ass compared to the event. Uh, and then they started making really good tie-ins. So some of the tie-ins towards the end were pretty good. I, I, I like okay. issue two and issue seven. I thought overall this event did a lot of good shit. So I'm excited. Me too, for sure. I'm definitely very open-minded about the future of DC because – it can literally do anything right now, so I'm excited to see what happens. Absolutely. All right, you want to tell the good people what we're doing next week? All right, next week is going to be a character showcase. Just going to event, basically review and talk about the character, talk about this specific character's interpretation in TV. Has not yet appeared in the movie, but certainly has on TV. Uh, other comic books... Crossovers, solo series, events that pertain to the character. And that character is uh, Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow. Holy He's shit. currently dead in the moment. I haven't really gotten a lot of love for him, so we'll give him some love until he comes back. <laughs> give him some love, Bobby. My personal, one of my personal favorite DC characters as well. Absolutely. And then we got, uh, what are we reviewing? Blue Beetle Graduation Day number two next week. Yes. Batman 131. What else comes out this week? What else comes out, my boy? What comes, what else comes out, boy? I'll tell you what. I don't remember what comes out. I'll tell you what else fucking comes out. I'm not on top of my shit. We got new Dark Knights of Steel, but that's not. You're not really on that shit yet, right? I haven't got up with that yet. No. We got new Ivy. We got new fucking Green Goblin number three. We can do Green Goblin two and three next week since we didn't review two this week. You mean gold? (laughs) Or yeah, gold. Uh, are you gonna pick up Scarlet Witch? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Because I'll do it if you do it. I like Scarlet Witch. I might uh, read Planet it Har- at the store. You want to do the new Shang-Chi, if you can? Yes, definitely, 100%. And then uh, I'm, Planet I'm Hulk. I definitely want to get that. And then, yeah, Planet Hulk number three. Tomorrow week, gonna, next week. 
It's a Marvel week. I'm also going to get that new Joe Fix It because I had my eyes on it. I don't expect you to get it if you don't want to, but. No, I probably won't. But there's a couple new Marvel things. Avengers 64 comes out. I'm probably going to skip that. I'm not going to lie. I have not been liking any of the new Avengers shit lately. Yeah. DC, I'm going to get the new Um, Poison Ivy. Star Wars number 30 comes out. Fuck Star Wars. (laughs) Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty number 8. New Spawn. I heard that series is kind of good. Yeah, I did too. New Joker. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the new Joker series. I'll be getting the new sword of Asriel. Asriel's been my favorite. Haven't got that yet. Uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming out. Like you said, it's kind of a Marvel. I'm excited week. for Shang Chi for sure. Yeah, Shang Chi is going to be fire. Uh. You want to call it? Yeah, we can call it. We're also going to redo... Did you already say we're doing... Uh, not redo, but we're going to do oh, Deadpool yeah, next week? Assignments this week. Yep, we're going to redo Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe because we didn't do that this week. It's my fault. And then oh, no. next, we're also going to do a second reading assignment next week, which is going to be the Green Lantern Phantom Lantern series. Yes, which sir. is a five-issue arc. So we'll get that going. Got a lot of reading to do this week. A lot of reading, a lot of reading. But uh, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for the Phantom Lantern shit. And uh, Green Arrow is one of my favorite characters on the DC side. Uh, More, well, I don't know one of my favorite, but one of my, uh, one of the funnest to read, to be honest. I, I like I like Green Arrow, especially in a team setting, but I'm excited to kind of dive in in all aspects of him because he's one of the most interesting characters in the DC universe. For sure. Like, such a loudmouth uh, fly. Definitely give some of his, the Arrow CW series episodes to watch before this week, too. I want to talk about that a little bit, too. Not a whole bunch, but... Yeah, I have seen it so we can talk about it. Like, I'm not unknowledgeable on the show. Just not one of my favorite interpretations, but we will definitely be discussing the show as well because that's a huge part of his canon. Definitely. All right, man. I'll see you around. All right. See you. It seems today that all you see is violence and movies and sex. It was trouble, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday.